To you further up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about something we've already talked about. And no, it's not <laughs> forgiveness. <laughs> or breaking agreement or healthy lament. <laughs> I'm so glad we think we're so funny. Yeah. So funny story, I got invited to preach uh, in another city mm-hmm. and I was assigned a passage based on a series they were working on, which is, is great. You know, give me the passage or otherwise I'll speak about something on my mind. And this sermon series had already been laid out. This wasn't picked especially for me. It just Mm -hmm. happened to be that of the dates I gave him, I was available. What was on the roster in the series was, the series was Eating with Jesus, and the passage assigned to me was Mary and Martha. Mm -hmm. And I had a bad attitude reaction, (laughs) not towards the people asking me at all, I was delighted, but towards God. (laughs) And I was like scrambling in my mind, because I was like, Amy just preached on this, like, I, I thought it was really recently. It was like a year and a half ago. <laughs> and I even remember we yeah. touched on it in the podcast. Yeah. And I couldn't fully remember what your main point was. So I'm like, God? I can't remember what my main point was either. Well, I yeah. remember one thing about it, which we'll touch on. I yeah. don't want to muddy the waters. Like, obviously, it was the things I needed to remember at the time. <laughs> but as I go to preach it again, I'm like fired up all over again. How mm. much we don't love this passage. Mm-hmm. So I did preach it last weekend three times. It got better every time. (laughs) And I start off with reading the passage as we gather around the word of the Lord. And I ask how many women dislike this passage. And it's like unanimous, even non-verbal, visual, non-responsive listeners. You know what I mean? The people that just stare at you. Like all the women in the room are nodding their heads. We don't like this passage. Mm. (laughs) And the men were all laughing. Yeah. I warned the men there was something in it for them, and there is something in this podcast for the men as well. Yes. Shout out to Scott. Mm-hmm. Not to pick on him, because he needs this message, just that I know yeah. he's listening. <laughs> How's that for making this offered? <laughs> so, cutting to the chase, mm-hmm. we don't like this story because we feel conflicted. Yes. Am I Mary? Am I Martha? Yeah. Who should I be? And nobody wants to be Martha. No, because it feels like Martha's the loser in this yeah. story. That she's the one that if we weren't dumb like Martha, we'd have yeah. Jesus's approval. Yeah. And that's all I live for is people's approval. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, thank you for agreeing with that, Amy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like Martha gets chewed out. And I feel that. My sister, who may also be listening, you know, frequently calls me such a Martha. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you're being Martha again. And it we, we say it, you know, half-jokingly, the way we joke that has an essence of truth in it. And I like to tell her then, you, you know, you're not exactly sitting at the feet of Jesus. Get off your phone and come help me. Yeah. But it's said like more of an insult. Mm-hmm. And the tension we feel is if I don't make this meal, if I don't clean this house, who's going to? Yeah. I wish I could just sit at the feet of Jesus. Like, mm. let me at it, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you like to be sitting in the living room at the feet of Jesus, not peeling potatoes? Yes. I would. Some people, maybe not so much. So I'm like, God, you're going to have to give me some fresh revelation on this passage because clearly I have more to learn. He did, mm. shockingly enough. So it starts off with Martha welcoming him into her home. She welcomed Jesus into her home. And all of a sudden I'm like, this is a gift of hospitality. Mm. It's a spiritual gift. Yeah. 
It is so, it's listed and ranked. Yeah. And we so often just like, I blow by that part all the time that she welcomed him. It's like, oh yeah, they're all there. Okay, moving on to the part where she's she's being blows a, it. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's such an important part. It she really, welcomes. Really Mary's not welcoming <laughs> Jesus into okay. her home. We don't have to diss Mary at the expense of Martha. That's the whole problem with this story is that we're doing the either or <sighs> thing as we yeah. always do as humans. Uh, yep. I need to figure out what's the right side of this line to be on so I can be on yeah. it. And I would suggest that it's not an either or story at all. Nope, it's not. Not one bit. So anyway, I don't know. It made me think about the list of the gifts in Romans 12. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Romans 12. It says, in Romans 12, 6, it says, In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership abilities, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with a genuine affection, and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. It's like boom. Bam. Just boom. So, I mean, I looked for definitions of hospitality, which you can come up with like restaurants, hotel industry. Yeah. But the definition I found was that resonated with me in this story is to generously offer yourself, your time, and your resources to make others feel loved, included, and welcomed. Mm. I know. Wasn't that beautiful? Yeah. It, it helped me see. I mean, I love having people in our house. I feel like we do hospitality reasonably well. If you don't hold yourself to the Martha Stewart standard. Right? Yeah. Another Martha that gets chucked in there for me. Because it's not about decoration and everything no. else. It's about making space, time, and resources. So Jesus needed a place to rest. Mm-hmm. He, when he's walking from Jerusalem to Bethany, it's left my mind now. It's a long walk. Yeah. It's not like walking around the corner. And so they're hot, they're tired, and hungry. Jesus, in his humanity, needed a meal. Yeah. He did. He had a body like you and I. She had time, space, resources that she offered. And can you imagine? It's not like your friend shows up. It's your friend and his 12 best buddies. Yep. (laughs) Right? So what she's offering Jesus here is really significant. Mm -hmm. It's not insignificant. And when I thought about it as this is her gift is to Mm -hmm. offer hospitality, what I love about the passage you read is that hospitality in this passage is on par with prophecy and teaching. Yeah. Do we rank the gifts or what? We totally do. Totally. Yeah. And how many people that have the gift of hospitality think it's not as significant as mm. the pastor preaching on Sunday or... Oh, yeah. All right. the time. Right? I think, and this is a maybe a side note, but just thinking about it, it's like we rank the ones that give us power and authority oh. is higher than the other ones. Amy, can we delete that comment? Nope. <laughs> Because <laughs> it just came to me and I'm like, oh, no. Seriously, right? Yeah. And furthermore, how many times have we who may be given that position use this passage to downplay the significance of the gift of hospitality? Yep. 
Because Martha should have been more like us, who really like sitting at the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Don't think that's the point at all. No, I don't think that's the point at all either. Not even kind of. So, Martha, it says, was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. The Greek word for distracted, it starts with a P, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, because anybody who's a Greek scholar who's listening is going to laugh at me. Yeah, so and everyone else doesn't care. You don't care. Exactly. <laughs> I love you so much. This is the only time this word shows up mm. in all of Scripture. The only time it's used by any of the New yeah. Testament writers. And it means to be driven about mentally. That is significant because, you know, we think distracted. It's like, oh, she couldn't pay attention to Jesus because she was trying to get the, like, the utensils proper. No. But that, driven about mentally, like, talks to or speaks to, right, she's doing her giftings, but she's getting chaotic in it. And so I would say for all of us, no matter what our gift is, we're supposed to be using it. Yeah. But when we get driven about mentally... Mm-hmm. Something else happens. Yeah. And you know what I'm just going to say right here in front of God and everybody is listening is that what happens to her has happened to me and it's ugly and it feels terrible. Mm. She has this little outburst. She said to Jesus, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do the, all the work? Tell her to come and help me. Yeah. So we have these little ugly outbursts where all of a sudden we look like a two-year-old. And I feel both justified and stupid when I do that. Mm. <laughs> Yes, that is accurate. Like, (laughs) I feel slightly better because now I've like offloaded some of my angst and chaotic thinking onto somebody else. But I feel stupid because this was an overreaction. It sounds a little childish now that you say it out loud, but it's still true. (laughs) And so I started thinking about this distracted, this driven about mentally. I was like, what takes me to that place? Mm. Regardless of my gift. We're not just talking about Martha now making dinner, because we all know how stressful it is to make a big dinner for 20 people. It actually is. It's a deal. But I was like, wow, why do I get, you know, as Jesus tells her, you're worried and upset over details. Mm. And apply this to your gift. Whoever you are, whatever gift you have, what you have a gift and you exercise it every day. Why do we get worried about details? And I thought, I asked myself a lot of questions, and I'm just going to go straight to it for the purposes of Mm -hmm. being more concise and less verbal. It's scarcity. Mm. Am I enough? Do I have enough to accomplish whatever assignment I feel is before me? And is God going to be enough for me in this situation? Mm. Yeah, so it seems like a, a, a scarcity, but also, if I could also... Uh, centering of ourselves what? in it. Are you just saying that I'm... What are you saying, Amy? <laughs> I'm saying all of us. Yeah, I know. Right? Like, we can we can serve with our giftings as, like, an attitude of, like, worship and service. Mm-hmm. Or we can kind of serve with our giftings when our focus is on us. And it's like, is this making me look good? Am I doing this well? Is that, right. like, where it's like our evaluation is me, myself, and I. Right? Yeah. And that just, man, I feel like this passage has just exploded for me. Mm. Because whoever we are, whatever gifts we have, we can do them, as you just said, as an act of worship. And I really wonder, Amy, we can't like add to scripture, but we can wonder about Mm -hmm. it. What if Martha had been exercising her gift of hospitality, so supervising the preparation of this meal and doing it with the fruit of the spirit active in her life and her ear tuned to the voice of Jesus as he's having the conversation he's having that Mm. Mary's listening in on. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was an either or like somebody did have to cook dinner, which is why women hate this passage. Who's going to cook the dinner. If I'm just sitting there, Uh, y'all are hungry. 
But Martha made it an either or. Right. She could have been exercising her gift with a peaceful, generous spirit with her heart focused on Jesus. So I think often we use this passage and it it alienates everybody. The doers feel corrected. The ones that like are the more meditative or contemplative personalities feel justified in criticizing the Marthas. Mm. And it's not an either or passage. No. We can do, some of us that are more action-oriented in our worship, doing can do it as an act of worship. Yeah. It's not an either or. No. So as you're a doer doing with your heart and mind and focus being love for others and love for God, there would have been perfect peace in the scenario. We wouldn't have it in our Bibles probably. Yeah. So I just loved that rested on me in a sweet way. Mm. That... <laughs> You've been in my house when I make Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. There's so much going on in those last moments. That's real. Yeah. We can still do those things from a place of peace. It will be busy, mm-hmm. but busy and chaotic aren't the same. No. We can be tired and not feeling like a victim or accusing other people. Yep. <laughs> so there's so much in it. I was just so excited to discover mm-hmm. this. That it's not that Martha was so wrong. Yeah. And I wonder how much shame all of us have felt at times Mm. for having these kinds of little outbursts in whatever our lane is and how Jesus responds to her. I've not received these words this Mm. way. He says, my dear Martha, he's not shaking his finger. Mm -hmm. It's not like the smackdown. You idiot. My dear Martha, he's so tender and compassionate. And so I feel like he just wants to lift shame off of our identity. Yeah. Whoever we are, however we function in our gifts, we've all felt accusation from others, and we've all done it poorly. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is just saying, my dear one, my dear Amy, my dear Mm -hmm. Michelle, my dear son, my dear daughter, you're worried and upset with all these details. There's only one thing to be concerned about, and it's that focus on the joy of his presence in our assignment. Mm. And I love it. Yeah. Okay, so can I geek out for just one more minute on this story? Sure. Okay, it'll be 10. <laughs> Give me an inch, I'll take yeah. a mile. The phrase that is like Mary was seated at the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, she might have actually been sitting on the floor, practically on his toes, like the Renaissance pictures you've seen. But it doesn't literally mean that. Mm-hmm. It means she was in the room with him learning. Yeah. So same phrase used when Paul is like reaming off his, riffing off his credentials in one of the epistles. And he's like, and I learned at the feet of Gamaliel. So it's basically your academic credentials. Whose feet did you sit at? Yeah. And when you sit at the feet of a rabbi in that culture, it was so you could learn to be a teacher. Mm. So Mary was doing a radical countercultural thing. Mm -hmm. She was sitting there learning to be a teacher. That Romans passage that you Mm. read talks about the gift of teaching. Mm -hmm. What if Mary had a gift of teaching? Yeah. Would have been crazy in her culture. Everybody in the room would have been so uncomfortable when Martha went off. Mm. Even Mary. Yeah. I never thought about how Mary would feel in that moment, nailed to the wall. We assume by her older sister, because we just know how these birth order things go. Just to like cringe. And what if, you know, the risk of that awkwardness? Because when we do something that's countercultural, it's always awkward. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think we feel like Mary's such a saint that maybe she never had any hesitations. But she was just like so in love with Jesus. And he was clearly so affirming and adoring of her. That it was just like, oh, Martha, doesn't matter. Yeah. So I wonder if in this story we're also being invited Mm -hmm. to be courageous and take some risks Mm -hmm. with our Mm -hmm. gifting. Out of the comfort zone. Yep. I got excited about that. Mm -hmm. What I see overall 
the invitation for us is we can we can do courageous take risks using our giftings in a way that partners them with holy spirit and fruit of the spirit i think sometimes we can get kind of um stuck maybe on like, well, I'm using my gifts and that's all I'm supposed to do. So get out of my way. <laughs> right? When uh, when it, I think this story really shares, uh, tells us, it's like we use our giftings, but it's not just that. We can use our giftings in a way that's not honoring to Jesus, in a way that is more honoring. Yeah. Right? And it comes, what I heard you say, it comes down to using our gifts and the fruit of the Spirit, because we all are supposed to be engaging with the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> and that whatever assignment each of us have, because our giftings all look different, mm-hmm. but everyone has one. Like every listener is gifted, not just one, but has a way of functioning that's designed by God to partner with Him in expressing His life and His unique you know, image to the world around them. If we do that with our ears tuned to the voice of Jesus, we will not be mentally driven about. Mm. And out of that will come such a peace that will minister and change the world around us. And that gets me really excited. So let's all try to tune into Jesus, surrender our distractions to him, all these little details in our sense of scarcity. Give that to Jesus and invite him to fill us because he is enough. And as we're filled with His Spirit doing that, people are going to be blessed and encouraged and uplifted, and we get to live from a place of wonderful peace and flourishing. And so we hope this is helpful to our listeners. We bless each one of them as they seek to walk this way further up and further in.